Welcome back to the post show, episode 33. This week we start off with Hawkeye, episode 1, and Shang-Chi spoiler discussion, now that I've watched it as well. So the first half hour or so of this podcast is very MCU-filled. After that, we give you guys a quick reminder that Demon Slayer Season 2, the new arc, is starting very soon, and therefore so will our coverage of that, so stay tuned. Grant talks about 86, episodes 5 through 7, and then I get into Squid Game, episode 7. Grant talks about The Beatles Get Back, the new documentary series that has recently dropped. Before I give my impressions on Arcane, the League of Legends anime, now that I've watched the pilot. And then Grant ends on Dexter, New Blood, Episode 1, and Wheel of Time, the new Amazon Prime series. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy. Oh, hey, Grant. Hey, Dave. How you doing, sir? Pretty good. That was a nice, good first sip. Wow, Sorry, I felt, you, that. I felt like you, I was drinking that. <laughs> Enjoy, everybody. <laughs> you heard that loud and clear, did you? <laughs> I was, uh, I was unsure about how I would feel about this beer. It is a Saint Ambroise oh, apricot man. wheat ale, so it tastes like it sounds. Which that is, company, yeah. that company has like lifetime, like like lifetime stock purchase from me years ago years ago when i worked at the restaurant um there was only like one drink on draft that like staff could get for like on the cheap cheap and it would be like three bucks a pint and it was the saint amboise like red pale ale and it was it was not great it was it was pretty heavy but it was one of those ones that over time it was just so cheap it's so inexpensive And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, I, I like this beer. Like, I would have, like, it'd be like, I would call out snooty beers. So it's, I haven't had one since. I worked at the restaurant because I, I don't need to pay for $3 pints anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, you know what I mean? It's funny how, it's funny how things like that work. Dude, isn't that weird how you can, like, get into a thing knowingly and it's bad? Like, you you knowingly be like, oh, yeah, this isn't good. But, like, mm. I do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like listeners of this podcast. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. um okay so i want to start off with something new and exciting i mean at least the prospect is i don't know about the show um i want to talk about hawkeye did you watch hawkeye i watched the first episode of hawkeye yeah you watched the first episode of hawkeye okay um so did i i think there's two out now yeah uh yeah probably third maybe by the time this is out there might be the third one because they're doing week to week after the first two yeah, oh, okay. Did they put out the first two at once? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. See, I didn't even know that. So I just watched the pilot. Um, you just watched the pilot, or did you watch two? Well, here's a good way. I, I don't think I could have just, like, jumped right into the second one. I needed some time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. okay. So I think we're maybe on the same page. So, you know, I don't want to start off on a negative note, so let's sure. start with the uh, positives. I liked the Christmas soundtrack, and yep. that's all I've got. No, I'm kidding. Well, I, <laughs> got slightly, I got slightly more than I'm that. Ju- I'm just but, fucking with you. Uh, I do. Uh, I did actually genuinely like the Christmas stuff, but but go ahead. It was a good theme, you know. Like it's 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 almost I get, maybe not a surefire setting for a show, but it you know it, it's very well timed. Obviously, being like you know mm-hmm. going into December there now and Christmas, and that's mm-hmm. you know all geared up. So you know 
it kind of makes sense. You're hearing the songs on the radio. It's very second nature. I think it's smart that way for them to be releasing it at it's this a time. Very intelligently timed release. Like and uh, in their release schedule, as far as shows and movies go, like they haven't really done a Christmas thing yet. Mm. Um, like this is a good way to change it up. Like as a you know, to, we've talked a lot about MCU fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, on the surface, it's it's different that way because um, they haven't done it. It's new. But go ahead. Well, yeah, you know, so that's it's kind of nice. Like, how many times, like, when a horror movie comes out, you're like, oh, I wish this came out on Halloween, and then totally. in October, there's like one movie that comes out, you know, and it's always the the yearly rendition or whatever. But no, so you know, it definitely has like the Christmas element is really cool. Um, Jeremy Jeremy Renner is just a fucking knockout. Like mm-hmm. he's he's great in everything he's he does, and he's really good. He's really good as like the straight man. In the Marvel universe, you're totally you know, like, right. Yeah. There's a lot of like very big, just the nature of the beast, right? Like there's a lot of like big personalities, and it's all about melding the melding pot of like franchises and mm-hmm. you know, you know, IP and this and that. And he's always just been like a very rock solid. Like even like even Scarlett Johansson, who was supposed to be like the other straight, you mm-hmm. know, like the, the straight character or straight man character, you know, she even kind of like dipped into like the the aloofness of it all yeah and, but he was he was still consistently like you know the, you know like he had his goofs and his laughs and all that but it was very much always like the same tone and it worked really business. well i think business and he's great in this you know um so that's like kind of when like the my highlights end i think with the yeah. episode it looks very very cheap in instances weird eh yeah and but like you know it's like we talked about um I can't remember what we were talking about last week. We were talking about CG. Uh, oh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Uh, Shang-Chi. You know, like, there was moments where it was good and there's bad. This was kind of like, it was practical or it was bad CG. There wasn't, like, a yeah. mix of everything. Um, yeah. It, this is, like, sort of the thing is, like, the, you know, it's tough going backwards from movies to TV, even if you're Disney, even if you're Marvel and making, like, the most episode per episode expensive ones ever to be done Mm. it's still not movie quality because realistically it just can't be that Mm -hmm. budget wouldn't make sense um so no matter what you get a quality drop the money has to come out of somewhere um and you can see it come out of little places here and there whether it's uh um the cinematography the lighting the cg um some of the acting (laughs) some of the actors sometimes Mm -hmm. I, i don't know like uh, it just sort of gets dwindled and feels a little bit less than uh, as a whole, like as a product when you compare it to a movie, which like probably isn't a fair comparison. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the audience doesn't really give a shit, right? Like the audience has seen Jeremy Renner a dozen times on screen and now they're seeing him on sc- screen again and it's just like the production value isn't really quite there. But, I mean, I don't know. I'd, and the thing is, that's not even my biggest gripe. Dude, like, I was, gonna, you we, took the words have, right out of my mouth. We, we have something... I have something to talk about later in the show that I'll get to, and like it is one of the biggest gripes. Like one of my hang hangups is like just the weird CG, um, you know. But anyways, but we're talking about Hawkeye now. But like I said, the CG is not the problem. Like it, there's very like there's yeah fleeting moments of it. It and it's not fair because I know people like these shows, but like totally, it, fe- it feels cheaper than what came before it. What you was know? before like, immediately the, the acting, Loki? Like what you know, Loki, and then you know, I think uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, and Winter Soldier was before that, and WandaVision. Like, mm-hmm. regardless of like the set dressing, everyone was like pretty dialed in. Yeah, you know, there was no like goofy plot lines or kind of like 
this show almost feels like it's marketed for a younger audience, even though it's yep. they're going with all the Ronin stuff and they're mm-hmm. you know they're they're really trying to handle some heavy themes, probably heavier than what we've seen yet. Funny mm-hmm. enough, like ironically, a one division is a little different because it was more like you know cerebral and entrenched and all mm-hmm. that. This is more you know upfront, but. I don't know. And that's the thing, Haley Steinfeld. So, like, she's the new lead in this, right? Yeah, we need to talk about Haley Steinfeld. I do like her. Like, you know, I've, to be fair, I've only seen her in True Grit. And um, years and years ago, I think she was a kid, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then I saw, like, 20 minutes of Bumblebee. It was just mm-hmm. on. And I was like, oh, this is good. Like, she's good in this, you know. Yeah. So, it's not like she's blatantly bad here. It's just... Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't mix. I need obviously need to see this is you need to see more of it. Like we're gonna watch this through. There's no we're not gonna like dip yeah. out after the first episode, but there's just something missing with her. I yeah, don't I know mean, what it is. We're Marvel fans, so we're watching this no matter what. Um yeah. and, until they upset us enough with these mini series that it's just not worth the time. Um mm. But yeah, okay, so I think we're on the same uh page. R. E. Haley Steinfeld. I think the problem is not her, but it's hard to escape the fact that the pilot performance isn't good. Um, I think the problem is the character, and a lot of it feels extremely forced. Mm. Um, and, it, you know, that's like a hard role. Like, again, the problem is not her, because it's like, okay, take this performance and give it to another actor of your choice. Put it whatever badass, uh, you know, next-gen Hawkeye you want. Mm. They're going to have the same problem because they're forcing you, forcing this person down your throat. And the pilot is trying to achieve a lot with this character. And there's like virtually no setup. Um, the character doesn't really have any depth other than, you know, like some throwaway lines and shit like that. The Ronin tie in and her throwing on the costume, I thought, was incredibly forced. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like the, the whole the reason she wants like a bow and arrow like that whole backstory it just didn't work like seeing i I liked seeing hawkeye from her perspective and the avengers uh the 2012 attack on new york from her perspective that was scary yeah i i felt that like that was it was powerful for 15 seconds i agree and then it was ruined by the worst child acting i've seen in 10 years (laughs) yeah mommy mommy it was like Leanne and I were laughing. We could not take the scene seriously. It was so bad. The beginning was good. The beginning was promising. It was like, yeah. you know, we've done this before, right? Because we went back in time for Endgame and we saw, you know, those events from another perspective. And it's like, of course, there are people like in their homes in the middle of all this. That didn't mm. feel like a stretch. Um, but the whole like, yeah, I need a bow and arrow because I saw a Hawkeye jump off a building. Mm. Like that. And then the like, oh, she's in archery class. And I, I don't know. I just thought it was all a little bit weak. It also we've talked about this before um this is back to production value but just briefly like you don't notice these things when they work and that means Mm. they work but if you notice things like this it means it's clearly not working um in all of her scenes when she's in the ronin costume with the mask on it is so insanely clear that it's either not her um doing the stunts which is fine or it is Mm -hmm. her but they're adring her lines like mm. like she she does audio in a booth and then they lay that on top of yeah. the actual scene because she sounds crystal clear but she's doing backflips and sh- like it makes zero sense mm. it just took me right out of all those scenes and then also like they really milked this one part where she's fighting the Russians and they work the uh, the male pronouns into like every 
possible sentence. They're like, bro, he's going this way. Watch out, Ronan's that way. He's coming. Like, you know what I mean? Because they think mm-hmm. it's actually Ronan. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, they just keep saying, he, watch out, come on, man. Like, they're just like, yell- and I get it. It's like a misdirect because they don't know that she's a girl yet. But it's just like, what do we, like, do we actually think this is Ronan, the guy that can't take out one of you? Like, you could, like, you could clearly see it's not, I don't know. It was very weird. That was a weird choice. The ADRing shit was fucking weird. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, she probably has, that character probably has the tallest mountain to climb on the show. Because mm-hmm. um, like you said, Jeremy Renner does play the straight man pretty efficiently. Though, I have some thoughts on his character too, but but I'll let you interject. Well, I, I only, like, you know, I'll just want to throw one quick thing in. It was really hard to take the episode seriously when the villain was introduced in Armand, who, if you don't recognize that face, is the villain from Ace Ventura 2. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was just, like, grinning ear to ear, like, the whole episode. Like, I couldn't yeah. take anything seriously. <laughs> like, you know, it was just like, you know, Leah and I were, quote, like, quoting Ace Ventura quotes on the couch while this was going on. That's just how, like, drawn out we were. It's, and th- that's not on them. Like, that's that's just because I love that movie growing up yeah. and all that. But it's, it, it was just, you know, it was just a hard episode to, like, stay attention to. There was yeah. nothing that, like, flat out grabbed you by, you know, by the shirt and was like, hey, like, Marvel, like, here we go. None of that. It's It was weird because, like, that's, like, their big thing with all these shows. Like, they come swinging on that first episode. They yeah, want, typically. They want people back on the drip feed, you know? And it just, I don't know. And it's not fatigue. I was really looking forward to this one. It was just like, oh, wow, they kind of missed I don't it. Know. <laughs> they, they, they might be putting all their eggs in the on the on in the Hitley Steinfeld bucket. I know there there's a very significant amount of hype on a next-gen Hawkeye, I I don't know if I'm using next gen correctly, like a successor to Hawkeye, sure. yeah. like the next version, and uh, and I think she has a pretty significant following as well. So there's like all that hype, and and maybe they're just like no no like don't worry, people are gonna lose their minds when she finally like takes the reins. Maybe that's what it is, or maybe it's just not good. I, I don't know. But back to Jeremy Renner, Renner real quick. I think I've identified. And maybe this is like my half glass empty perspective, so you can tell me if, if if you agree with this. But I think I've identified my problem with a lot of these shows, and and again, I don't want to sound like too critical because I have enjoyed all of them in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, some are better than others, and most of them have some problems. But I digress. Um, but I think the value proposition of the shows was very obvious. It was like we're gonna get long, uninterrupted stories with these characters that we've only ever really seen on screen and we're going to get to like really find out what makes them tick and what makes them three-dimensional right like in bucky's case he's more than just cap's best friend Mm. right in wandavision's case she's more than just like um i don't know the power up that has like seven minutes of screen time with vision across three movies you know what i mean like you want to dive deeper into those relationships and into all those characters i think the problem is that because of how accessible marvel makes the avengers um and how bite-sized all of their character moments are as we like dive deeper into them we find out that like we may not be marvel may not be the right vehicle for a character piece Mm. like it it's possible that jeremy renner works so well as hawkeye playing like straight man hawkeye because like he if we tried to dive deeper in a Marvel movie, it doesn't work. 
Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, the time is never going to be there to fully flesh it out. And this is, goes yeah. back to the very beginning of this big experiment of theirs, and with WandaVision. Yeah. It just, they tried, they, they really tried to dissect a story like this, and then at the end, it just turns into, you know, big, you know, big laser battle in the sky. Yeah. The show, from the fucking get-go, you know that's how this is going to end. Of course, yeah. And, you know, like, more than the other ones. You know, it's think... obvious, so it's, it's hard. And, and I think Loki had a lot of this problem, too, because Loki in the Marvel movies, I think, is universally beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, his, Tom Hiddleston's performance throughout the entire MCU franchise uh, is so strong. He nails the wittiness, the quips, the charm, the charisma, like all that mischief very, very well. But when you put him in a show and make him carry six hours and you try and like dissect what makes him human, it's like, well, the kind of the whole point about Loki is that he's not. So now you're trying to like humanize him and like take him down a notch, but like the whole point of him is that he's cool and godlike, and mm. now you're trying to make him not those things, and it just feels like we're walking backwards. And I think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier had the same problem, like Bucky and uh, and Falcon were kind of vague, cool supporting characters that worked extremely well together, but they're always playing off a character that was slightly larger than them, mm. and then you like give them their own show and you try and like you know put them in therapy sessions but the whole thing's kind of a buddy cop thing but they're also trying to make it serious sometimes and it's like pick a fucking lane like yeah. it just tonally it's a fucking mess uh, I, don't, I don't know and so then they put jeremy renner in this setup and they're like oh he's a dad now remember we did that one time in age of ultron and now we're gonna rely on that <laughs> and i i don't know it, it feels it feels like a bit of a mess and i'm not saying like it's terrible but i to me i came out of it being like this is a five out of ten yeah, not it's so far. It's the first time in these run of shows they've done where the pilot is bad. Like I agree with they've that. all they've all started strong. Like Loki, probably the strongest, and you know, one division after that. But um, I reverse actually, you know those. What? But yeah, you know what? I would I take that back. I really did not like the Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier pilot. I thought that was really lame. Like, right off the bat, they had them separated. It was just, yeah, no, no, no. Like, this isn't great. Like, there's stuff I really don't like. This, I, We're not trying to rank these, but it's... Let's just get it out of the way, though. Rogers the Musical? That was fucking hilarious. Uh, Rogers the Musical was the best part of the entire uh, movie. Um, or show, or episode. It, I, Dude, and I swear to you, I was writing it in my notes. I, I was writing, like, oh, it's nice of them to, like maybe acknowledge that this whole fucking mcu shit is a little bit played out because i thought that i thought they were like doing a parody of how tired it is yeah because like jeremy renner is like oh god i can't deal like deal with this shit anymore and i was like dude that's how i feel but then i was like oh no clearly they're not doing that because then they make it into like a oh he's like upset about nat kind yeah. of thing and i was like oh right like that death supposedly mm. means something i understand not like we didn't do a movie after it but whatever um <laughs> So I for, I literally thought, I was like, oh, like, see, they're acknowledging, like, this shit is fucking exhausting. And I was like, wait, of course they're not doing that. But anyway, whatever. There's there's no mirrors in the House of Mouse, Dave. There's no mirrors in the House of Mouse. That's pretty good. <laughs> Dude, I have a quote from you in my notes alone on my phone, and I just scroll by it once a day and I laugh, and it's just in a giant big quote that says, uh, Marvel is the puppy mill of movies. <laughs> <laughs> this is more evidence of that. Like it, it's just being churned out, man. It's it's unfortunate because when they strike, man, they fucking strike hot, oh, dude. So okay, it's, yeah. Um, oh god, I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna regret this, but I think I'm gonna 
I want to move on and I want to stay in the pocket of Marvel because I watched Shang-Chi per your recommendation. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I have a lot of thoughts here. Shang-Chi, definitely better than Hawkeye, so there's mm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, not perfect. Definitely no, not definitely, perfect. Um, definitely not. But I would say uh, definitely more good than bad. Um, I agree with a couple of things that you said. Um, well, I agree with most of what you said. Uh, Aquafina consistently hilarious. Mm-hmm. CGI consistently inconsistent. Um, stunt work is some of the best they've done in the MCU. Maybe arguably the best, depending like how you measure stunt work. Like that, tri- that bus scene is fun. Bus scene is the best part of the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out again, helping out a smaller channel. If you check out Corridor Crew on YouTube. They did a VFX breakdown, which was Ooh. good. I didn't watch it because I hadn't seen it, seen the movie yet. But I did watch. They did a second movie on the stunt breakdown on Shang Chi, and I really, really, really recommend it because I was watching this with the misses, and I was like, you know, I'm not like a like a huge uh, I don't know a, a Eastern or Asian movie buff or anything like that. But I, the shit that I caught. I was like, okay, that's the one-inch punch from Bruce Lee. And it's like the first punch he throws on the bus. And then the jacket thing on the bus, like where he takes off his jacket and he traps the guy's hands and then he hits him and then he puts it back on like all stylishly with an elbow. I was like, okay, that's clearly Jackie Chan. Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole scene, and I haven't verified this, but I'm 98% sure in my brain. um, One of the funner scenes in the movie as well, when he tracks down his sister and she beats his ass. Um, Obviously, by the way, um, spoilers for (laughs) Shang-Chi. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like eight. I'm like four minutes in, um, but she he tracks down his sister, and you know the uh, bad guys, whoever come for her pendant, and they have to fight as a team to get away from them. There is a sequence slash fight scene of him and his sister fighting off these henchmen um, on a glass building, and you can see the reflections. And there's bamboo because uh, the building is still under construction. That's a lot of the gags and a lot of the stunts and just like the whole predicament. Like Rush Hour 3. Rush Hour 3. Yeah. And I'm just hitting Sam. They're like, dude, Rush Hour. She's like, I haven't seen Rush Hour. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Whoa, you seen Rush Hour? Dude, or, she hasn't seen Rush Hour, or, now this one's going to upset you, Jurassic Park. She was like, I've, I Are haven't seen. for real? Dude, she was I'm like. A, I'm going I'm to message her tonight. She's like, I haven't seen Jurassic Park. I've seen Jurassic World with Chris Pratt, though. I was like, that's significantly worse. Like, you've made this significantly Whoa. worse. Anyway, and anyway, okay. Sam, um, we got to talk. We got yeah, to resolve good. this. We're going to have some words. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so that was like a big brain dump on Chung Chi. But uh, yeah, I thought the all the cool call outs. Um, Oh, obviously, The Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> yeah. I immediately downloaded, like, a hard copy of that um, movie. Uh, the uh, When his dad is fighting his uh, would-be wife, his future mm. wife, uh, the rings against the lady at the place with the stuff and the leaves, mm. that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's... Do you get, yeah, do you get what ahead. I was talking about towards the end, like, when he gets his power up, where he becomes Shang-Chi? Do you know what I mean? Like, how, like, this yeah. dude's gonna be kicking fucking ass in the MCU going forward? Like, yeah, I'm, it, I'm looking forward to that. This this is the most excited I've been about the future of the MCU in since, like, Endgame ended. Was this no, I, I agree with that. You know, it's nice to have something new and a new cast. By the way, like, talk about the uh, crazy rich Asians, like, uh, recycling of cast. Like, some amazing, amazing people in this... Uh, hmm. 
in this movie. Like I, th- I counted three that were in Crazy Rich, Rich Asians. I never saw um, that. Was oh, it, no? yeah, it was really good, eh? Yeah, I remember it, reading lots about it. It was very critically acclaimed, and I think it was like, uh, you know, I think some people had mixed reviews. Anyway, whatever, regardless of what other people thought about it, I thought it was enjoyable. Um, and I recommend that you check it out. Aquafina is in it, and she's uh, also oh. hilarious throughout. Um, oh, no. And she more or less plays the same character um, in both movies. Though it is worth noting one of the gripes, and I have a few, um, forcing her into the final battle is mm. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it felt like they were like, how do we get her on screen more? And they're like, just mm. put her in the final battle. No one gives a shit. It's a Marvel movie. Um, so that was not... I mean, I didn't like that at all. And... The dad stuff, you know, I, I hate, you know, I don't want to undercut all the positive things I said, mm. but I will say, predictably Marvel formulaic, yeah. right? There is a formula and they follow it. There's a CG battle at the end. The CG is really all over the place in this movie. Um, I guess the budget, like, it's got to come out of somewhere, right? Like, if they overachieved in stunt choreography, they underachieved in CG, Mm. Um, so I don't know if that's just how Which it works. I would take any day. I'll take some good old-fashioned coordinated fights well, it's, over the CG any day. I, I completely agree with you. I, I would completely rather see like a John Wick-inspired legit fight scene, or, I mean, not that this is John Wick-inspired, but like a legitimate Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Bruce Lee kind of performance. I would take that every single day. Um, mm-hmm. And, man, guy that plays Shang-Chi nailed those. If he did half those stunts, they, they were really good. Um you know, one of my fairly regular complaints about the Marvel formula is they undercut drama to get cheap, uh, cheap jokes in um, pretty consistently, but, like, that works in the theater, I feel like, uh, mm. and they did a lot of that. And the, uh, you know, the ending, I just didn't really like, you know, like, the sh- you know, the evil dad, um, or the dad, like, being blinded by the love for his lost wife, and just just all of that I did not like. I didn't like the literal dragon battle, though, <laughs> to be fair, dragon battle is a nice change of pace from a sky beam, so mm-hmm. I'll take dragons over sky beams any day. Um, I'm trying to think about anything else. Like I said, like I said last week, you know, very or strong first two acts last act just kind of falls apart extremely strong first two acts yeah i completely agree with that um better like you know on the whole like if you had to like review all marvel movies like before fatigue kind of set in mm. i think this is better than a lot of like the uh how would you call it like the first movie that a lot of the trilogies get Oh, the first wave, yeah. The, you know, like, if you think about the first Thor movie, or Iron Man, or Spider-Man, like, any of these movies that have trilogies, I think this is a pretty strong start. Um, I'm curious to see how we, like, kind of end up, um, and, and how we feel about him As know, a first a swing for this character and his story, I think this is a really good, like, a really good platform to start from. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, um, I know a lot of people were really really excited for him to make his on-screen debut and i think as far as that stuff goes and also just having like more representation and diversity in the mcu and him getting his own movie i think that's a big step forward and it's important that this movie doesn't fucking suck mm-hmm. um because if you do this movie and it sucks now you have a very different problem right mm. um and that didn't happen it's a good movie i believe it did relatively well at the box office if you want to call it the box office anymore um but yeah so yeah i think that's you know as as far as that stuff is concerned i think they they achieved their goal um does you know okay so switching gears a bit does does the ending implicate 
Shang Chi and Doctor Strange too? I think no. No. No, I don't think so. Like the Wong thing. That okay. So that was what I hated. Wong leading in the movie made no sense to me. Like, why was he there? And it was like, was he there in the movie just to set up this post-credit scene that kind of leads to nowhere? I mean, yes. Um, but you know, it, it just but it, it doesn't lead to it doesn't lead to nowhere if they use him in Doctor Strange too. But I don't know. I really I, don't know. But it also felt like checkmark. We need a cameo, right? Like. Well, it also goes to the equally bad, like, uh, Brie Larson and uh, Mark Ruffalo. That was was way worse. Wait, what what on earth are you talking about? Like, in in the scene, too, like, with Wong. You know, they're there with Wong, and then, like, you know, uh, Captain Marvel and and Hulk are there. Are they? In this movie? Yeah, in the post-credits scenes. Oh. Wait, did I watch the post-credits scene? Okay, wait. When Wong asks Shang-Chi for help... Yeah. Um, at the end, is that in a post-credit scene? Yeah, that's like the ending of the movie, and then there's a post-credit scene of like them kind of getting, you know, initiated in, saying things are about to get crazy from here, man. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's I didn't Wong. watch that. Yeah, I didn't watch it's, that. And it's two holograms of Captain Marvel and Hulk. Yeah, I didn't watch that. <laughs> oh man, or <laughs> Bruce Banner rather. Sorry. Uh, that's hilarious. Okay, yeah. wow, I suck. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. Fair enough. So, so horrible, uh, horrible uh, post-credit scenes. All right. Well. Okay. All right. (laughs) I I don't know. Shut up. Marvel. You know, this is. I know this has been a lot of Marvel talk for everyone listening, but this has been such a strange, strange year for. Like they're not floundering. It's not that, but I think they're feeling a bit of the heat. Absolutely. Endgame. I think Absolutely. they like, stumbled a little bit. And I mean, they did a twenty. Yeah, they did a twenty movie series, right? A saga, rather. Like, yeah. You know, it's hard to. You know, they came off that shit with like fucking Ant Man and the Wasp, or no, that was like in between Infinity War and Endgame. But like, you know, their audience is literally aging in front of them. They have, mm-hmm. you know, like I think everyone knew what these movies were going into them. You're not going into it for an incredibly nuanced indie character piece like but i think that there's only so much franchise you can franchise until you run out of franchise mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they, like they've had an like you think about how long it will take for some of the records that they've achieved to be broken like for if you consider you know uh one studio with one particular property like think about the billions upon billions that they've made like mm-hmm. they've had a good run and i'm not saying it's over though like it feels like they're gonna keep going for fucking ever they just may not break records every time anymore. And as I don't feel bad about good, that. As long as they're still good, then I'll keep watching, you know? Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. It's like, been a weird year. <laughs> it's been a weird year. But, it, like, if they put out Shang-Chi quality movies for the next decade, I will probably watch them, right? There's mm-hmm. only a couple, two or three a year, you know? Eventually, you know, I'm, yeah, maybe that loses a little bit of steam, Maybe they get like a new saga kicking uh, with all these new characters that they've introduced over the last five they're years. They're teeing it up. Hawkeye is just another step in like this young Avengers thing that they're. I think mm-hmm. that's what they're going for. They, I think they more or less announced that, or it's been hinted at. Mm-hmm. And Haley Steinfeld and uh, Simu Liu, like these guys, like you know, they're being the forefront of all this. You know. Yeah. I, I imagine seeing Haley Steinfeld. And Steinfeld and and Simu Liu in the same scene before Doctor Strange again would be my guess. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, we're well. We're about a half hour in. We haven't talked about yeah. anything else other than Marvel. So, I'm sorry, but you know we had to get into it. It's also like the biggest thing, literally, ever. So give us a break. We're also uh, both like getting our bodies prepared for the anime winter of a lifetime. You know, like we're oh, dude. anime is our forefront, but we're we're taking we're I think we're just resting our laurels for a little while before we jump right back in. We had such a heavy winter. I'm so yeah. excited. We haven't even mentioned yet, like, starting next week, like, you guys are going to listen to this, and then four or five days later, we're going to drop our first um, Demon Slayer Season 2 uh, review podcast. Oh my God, um, speaking about, or, or uh, mentioning uh, Demon Slayer, there is a one little tidbit of news on that. I don't know if you saw, uh, Grant, but the premiere for the new arc is going to be an hour long. I... Oh, yes. I did see that. That's going to be good. Yeah. Is so, it two episodes, or do you think it's just one? Mm, good question. I don't know. I, I truly have no idea what they're going to do. Mm, um, but I'm very excited. You know, So, obviously, we did a movie review for uh, Mugen Train, Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Uh, check that out if you haven't already. And, obviously, season two has been running for a few weeks now, um, but they've just been recapping the movie uh, week to week. So... We took some time off Demon Slayer because we've seen everything, and we did four classic anime reviews, uh, anime movie reviews that you could check out. Uh, what do we do? We did Akira, Grave of the Fireflies, Paprika, and Your Name. Yeah. So those are all up. Uh, check those out. Um, but yeah, starting next week, we're going to do Demon Slayer week to week, and then in January, we're going to do Attack on Titan Season 4 Part 2 week to week. Don't know how we're going to manage all that, um, but that's not your problem. That's our problem. <laughs> Just enjoy. Enjoy yeah. our problem. Gifts for your ears. Um, and also just gifts for everybody that's uh, in the anime because this is a very profitable season. So, yeah. Excited. Um, what do you got, Grant? Hit me up well, with some while, shit. You know, we're, we're talking about the juice there, the anime, mm-hmm. you know, the lifeblood of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like 86 is winning me over. Ah, 86. Yeah. Okay. This all is right. Tokyo Revenge is all over, so I hope this doesn't end the way that did. But um, yeah. So, 86, wa- what episode are you on? So, I've watched 5, 6, 7. Ooh, nice. Um, they, I, <clears throat> I watched them a couple days ago, kind of like one a day kind of thing, just kind of been sitting with it. The show, it's, it's interesting because, you know, like sometimes like when, when, an event will happen in in an anime you know like it's the attack on titans where it's like big major moments or like it's big reveals or my hero or it's like these big reveals and you know this is like they blow your socks off you know like it's it's hype 86 kind of does these reveals in the story <laughs> it's like it's not crazy but it's not you're like it's not like i saw that coming but, but it's not minor like, either yeah exactly but it's not minor and you're kind of like huh i did have a hunch about that that's interesting that it's playing out that way and, and it feels like every episode there's just it's like a nice little drip feed yeah of where the story is going and again my biggest gripe with the show was the girl in the chair yep and she has grown on me significantly i mm-hmm. think she had two two of those episodes she had some really good backstory mm-hmm. and melise melise i kind of get I buy her her shtick a little more. Mm-hmm. It's still not. I'm still not a diehard. I, I will say I am so confused with what's going on with the. Is it the character of Shin the Undertaker? Yep, yep. Shin Nuzin. So so I wait. Let me. For, yeah. Some spoilers for eighty six up to episode seven. Exactly. Go example. ahead. So um, what's happening on your end? So I guess the last thing that would have happened is 
the there's the revel or the revolution ball the anniversary there's like i think they're like so the 86 are on a mission and she <clears throat> she's at this party this revolution party it's like i'm assuming it's like an independence day or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a national holiday and you know there's the whole thing with the fireworks and she's the fireworks and like they're clearly setting up like this maybe not love between her and shin but like you know they talk to each other all night and he's you know he's asking her how was her day you're not sleeping good it's it, mm-hmm. you know it, it's like kind of like the romantic stuff that's like it's not in your face and it mm-hmm. kind of makes sense like you know they spend a lot of time on the phone and all the, the parade where which is such a cool name for a communication device parade and and how it works and what it mm-hmm. like reveals and stuff very cool yeah and so that was the big thing too when they talk about like there's there's a couple things i feel like i missed and you know you and i were t- before we started recording tonight i was like before we talk about tonight i gotta i gotta do some reading because hmm. d- does him and I, i'm all over the place on this so i apologize everyone it's okay. but it's a very confusing show it is <laughs> um did she go to her uncle and ask the question or, or her friend she allude that was she reporting on shin about him sacrificing his members in the field or not sacrificing like you know euthanizing him so they can't be taken over by the legion was she like reporting against him like, i him out? did not get that vibe i could be wrong but i didn't get i thought she was just like making note of it mm. um where where did you see like that she told a guy that well because i think i might be getting mixed up because there's a scene where she goes to her uncle about that mm-hmm. or maybe because she definitely talks to her friend annette who's like mm-hmm. a, her friend she's somehow involved in the military mm-hmm there's this random gag with her and husbands, which is so strange. I don't know what that what that is. Um, but Annette makes a point of like, oh, if he was doing something like that, we would like dissect him. Like uh, take his brain out and figure it out, like why he would be acting that way kind of thing. Because he's, quote, not human, right? Yes. So are they alluding to like that's not, even though like, they don't acknowledge them as humans, like they know they are. So it's like that alluding that they're just not under... They want to understand them better as lesser people or as not human being. It's that was whole, my interpretation. That yeah. was your interpretation. Okay, like I said, very strange show. It is good. The tanks have won me over a little bit. The like CG uh, juggernauts. The CG itself never bothered me, but just like the actual like the the look and the movement yeah. of them has grown because i'm seeing you know more action scenes but. it's funny just a quick note on that that like i buy that cg every time and it's so blatant cg and like we've yeah. talked about cg and its place in anime like a lot on this podcast mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and it's i don't i think the untrained eye can look at it and be like well yeah that's not a drawing that's <laughs> you know what i mean um but it works like it's a tonal shift every time um and it's such a it's almost jarring but like they do it in a way that like maybe the lighting is the same i don't know how mm. they do it but it works like i'm never mad about the the amount of cg that they use on the juggernauts because um, it's always kind of exciting sorry go mm-hmm. ahead well yeah so there's that and i guess the other like the major reveal that i've seen is that the spearhead division is just like a suicide squad they're yeah. just en- like end of tenure or towards end of tenure you know 86 combatants or whatever they're just sent there to die kind of thing and i honestly didn't see that coming mm-hmm. I just, you know it was they they really they really they are the tip a, of the spear was, they are the tip of the spear but it was just a really good bait and switch you know like it's not it wasn't super obvious it wasn't super you know it wasn't like world shattering because they're already treated like shit so you're like oh yeah that makes sense you know like mm-hmm. it, it seems very believable in the world they've set up for it like yeah, so but they're yeah. if they make it that far, they're sort of destined for mm-hmm. death, right? 
but like we skipped over some relatively significant reveals right so one is uh why does shin kill his comrades before they die oh so, sorry the black sheep stuff so he has a theory i don't know if it's just him it's not so much a theory it's a known thing but like if other 86 know about it um the the legion is taking brains and essentially yeah. creating like digital copies of these people it's just you know there's this re- recurring theme of like the last thoughts on the person's mind is being like broadcast out by the legion which is very spooky i was listening to this with headphones on oh. and again we said this when i think last week or the week before we talked about it like the sound design in this show is probably some of the best this year it's really yeah. really good it's very weird how good it is the, <laughs> this is the reveal that got me it was the hand in hand one it was the reveal that a the legion are more or less made up of the dead yeah uh, of dead 86 which are supposed to be not humans but are Mm. And two, the reveal that he can fucking hear them. And because of how the pararaid works, it means they can all hear them. Mm. Ugh. Like, when they revealed that and they heard their old comrade saying, I, do not, I don't want to die, I was like, oh, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think every anime, just like we were talking about in the MCU, you know, most genres are guilty of some tropes, mm-hmm. of repeating some stuff. Like, actually, I forgot to say... Uh, was it Shang-Chi or was it Hawkeye? I can't remember which one. Oh, I think, no, it was uh, Shang-Chi. I was going to be like, oh, yes, like the the strongest backstory, a dead parent. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, same thing here. Like, you know, a lot of anime are guilty of trying to create the Levi character, right? The sure. uh, remarkably badass, tortured soul who's unbeaten, unbeatable in combat, but, you know, someone just needs to save him emotionally, right? Mm. Um, and that's Shin, and I was like, you know, how are, like, what's gonna make this guy interesting other than him just being really good at the juggernaut stuff? And to be fair, this makes him pretty interesting. Like, yeah, oh yeah, I, I can't tell he's an antagonist yet. I'm yeah. getting that vibe that he is the villain in That'd some be cool. capacity because they're they're teeing up, you know, because they show that he has that connect. You know, um, Lise and him actually have this connection between from his brother because yes, you know his brother saved. You know, her her and her father were on the battle lines or whatever, like in a chopper. They get shot down. You know, Shin's brother saves her. There's mm-hmm. this, I think we talked about that last week. The scene within the tank and the chocolate and very very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but we continue to get these these flashbacks from Shin's point of view of his brother, like you know attacking him essentially and like mm-hmm. it's all your fault and blah 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 could be you know could be a bait and switch or something also too you know i've i've never been you know choked to the choked to the point of death like shin was mm-hmm. but i don't know if it would leave a scar like that yeah dude <laughs> you know, I, I you know what i mean yeah i don't know like, i i don't want to like i don't know what that is that's just a weird that's a whole weird thing is the implication that he got that scar and you know how he almost died and that's why he can hear the legion yeah is the implication that that is what almost killed him his brother strangling him i think so yeah or like like i said or it's like a bait and switch into something else like that's the thing too that's the one looming mystery of like oh you're you're probably the bad they they did one blatant shot of like him zoomed out as a kid he had like red eyes and it was just kind of like a black and red outline around him and like zoomed in and out Hmm. Do, do you know what i'm talking about no I can't remember it. It was like a blinking. It was in. It was mixed in with one of the scenes of like the brother and them arguing and him like his mm. older brother yelling at him. 
And it's like, well, is this kid evil or not? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's... I, I really don't know the direction the show is going Yeah, at all. And it just every episode I watch, I'm like, where's the smoke? Like, wh- there's this crazy hype for this show right now. So mm-hmm. many people are talking about it. And, like, I am enjoying what I'm seeing. And I, I'm, you know, I'm starting to get the hunger for it. I want to keep going and going. But I don't, I don't have, I have no fucking idea what people are getting at. <laughs> I, like, if it's this, I don't get it. Yeah, I, uh, okay, so I'll, I'll briefly mention where I'm at. I mean, you know, for what it's worth, I think around six when the, we got the Legion reveals, what they're made yes. of and yeah. in the parade, uh, like sharing of the last thought, thought stuff, that was the twist. I was like, okay, I will at least finish season one. It yeah. sounds like you're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did a really good job of like hooking me in for that. And I did start season two. They, they did something so good, Grant. And like, because it's an optional watch, it was a quote special event episode. Okay. Uh, it's season two, episode zero. And it's just a recap of season one. It's 20 minutes long. And it was like so, I, it was so needed for me because as we've just discussed, this is like a complicated show. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I wish all fucking animes would do this because like a lot of animes can be derivative and kind of blend together sometimes. And, uh, you know, if you're not a super fan, of shows like we are with like i don't know attack on titan it could be hard to remember from season to season right mm. Do you um, like the like the minor details yeah it's just like how netflix for like you know some of their originals will be like they'll put a little skip recap button but they'll do like a four or five minute recap mm-hmm. this was 20 minutes of just like melise's journey shin's journey like, you know what i mean like the character x so on and so forth um so that was really well needed and then the pilot of season two was uh i'll just say interesting um and I'm still excited to, to watch. So I think, I don't know if I'll actually manage to catch up with like present day. Cause I don't know if season two is still airing or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think there's, there was another delay this okay. week. So, so TV, yeah. I tend to not binge these. I tend to watch like a couple of weeks. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, but I, I will say, I think a week or two ago when we were doing this podcast and I, we were talking about 86, I, I at least wrote it down in my notes. I remember writing like episodes six through nine or 10 or however many there are in season one. I think it's not a lot, maybe like 10, but I remember saying like episodes six through nine, very strong, like strong ending. I was quite, I was relatively happy with how it wrapped up. Um, so definitely, definitely keep the going. past. Yeah. Like six and seven, I think are the best I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely see what you're getting at there. There's also, um, you know, the, I think it's when you see it from the 86 perspective, like their side of the revolution or revolution day. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, goofing off at the fireworks and all that. It's the, I think beginning of the show, I was like, this is way too big of a cast. Mm-hmm. And they kind of made it seem like they were all important. They did. Right. They did really, they did a really good job of that. Even though yeah, I didn't like right. it, I was like, this is too much. And I was like, there's going to be some thinning of the herd here, obviously. Hmm. Like this is the, just the type of the sh- type of show that it is. Mm-hmm. And when it, we're clearly down to the core cast now, 86, or at least what going forward is, who knows? Like we could keep losing more and more and more, mm-hmm. but they have kind of set up like the main five or six. Yeah, and I agree. From what we've seen in these past two episodes, I do really like them. They have really interesting dynamics and um, it's yeah, funny I, how yeah. like that weeb shit that almost ruined the whole show, like that mm. episode three, like that's basically hasn't really been seen ever since. It's kind of weird. Well, eh? There's there's quite that shower scene's pretty over the top between is it Anjo? Oh right, and I totally the forgot reveal about that. of like the 
is there a scar on her back or like a marking on her back or something something like that, like that. i forgot about yeah that entirely just i think it's I that character that they yeah. they pump that character with all the pervy bullshit yeah. um that that i despise about anime but um yeah so you mentioned like thinning of the herd and it feels like we're down to the core core group yeah i you know what that reminded me of squid game mm. i'm only on episode seven mm. um Close. so i'm sorry I, I really wanted to no it's like it's wrap up so we could do a series review but i think i just had a crazy weekend and yeah. And yeah, so I just watched the episode with uh, the glass bridge. That's a good episode. Dude. It's <laughs> a great episode. It's, you know, they... I don't want to say everything I said last week um, mm-hmm. about Squid Game. I think maybe like we just do like a good old series review on it sometime soon. Yeah. But what I will say um, is, again, they do a good job of this not... Of not allowing this stuff to get tired... I think it is a monumentous task to make a show like this and not allow the audience to see what's coming, to not let the actual games themselves become predictable, and just do, like, shock and awe stuff for shock and awe's sake, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you have to toe the line so deftly and so perfectly that it's, I think it's just really, really, really hard. Um, And and up to episode seven, at least, they've done that. I'm trying to think if there's any like major things I had. This is the episode where um, they finish and they cross the bridge, and there's only three people left. Mm-hmm. Who is it? it's um, the main oh, character, his Sung buddy, Wu and the girl and from girl. North Korea. Yeah, so I did not pick them for the final three. I mean, maybe I could have, but they teed it up. I um, think. They they gave everybody more development as we got closer. I will say, and forgive me for not remembering everyone's names, the fu- the you know the punk of the whole group, the guy with the snake tattoo into his face. Yeah, I like that death. Yeah, um, yeah good. She got him good. <laughs> crazy fucking one. That was so good. Um, I didn't expect things to go so, so smoothly, and I know there's two episodes left, but as of episode seven, the cop uh, that was undercover seems to have done a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, he infiltrates the VIP room. I saw the VIP thing coming from about ten thousand miles away, but <laughs> yeah. I think I think like that's not. I think that's intentional. Like they reference sure. the VIPs are coming mm. s- several times throughout the series. It seems fairly clear that this is literally a game that some elite member, some elite high society, is going to be somehow vested in. I actually think having these characters be slightly more mysterious might have been better. I agree. Because when you give us a peek behind the curtain and they're all just like almost two slightly stereotypical white some fat of the worst rich acting. guys. Some of the worst acting I've seen. Maybe that was intentional to really hit home is how yeah. like, gross these guys are. But um, but it, it wasn't did not done. work for me. It did yeah, not work did, for me at all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it didn't work. It took me out of it a little bit. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe There's it's... Like borderline like, vaudeville at points. Yeah, I agree with that. Maybe yeah. like... Um, maybe it's like one of those things like the creator is Korean right like maybe so. maybe it's like the whole cast like everyone was really dialed in for all the Korean performances and they got like discount English speaking actors and like mm. I, and like because all the performances from all the Korean actors have been so incredibly strong that like maybe they just like the medium didn't transfer properly and I, I don't know or maybe we you know because they don't speak the same language maybe the direction 
for the English speaking actors wasn't as good, or maybe just the straight up English speaking actors were, were just not on the level that we're used to, or maybe it's just the the abrasive tone change. Mm. I, I don't know, but a common I don't know, but a combination of those things did not work. It didn't ruin it, but it just like it was a little bit less than you know we've been used to. It's the only like for a show you know I like the show front to back, and I'm, I'm not going to get into stuff post that, but you know there's only like. Like less, you know, less than five things in the whole show that stick out. It just like didn't work for me, and the only one that is a blatant. I was like, it was just that, and it's fine. Like the rest of the show is just so good. Yeah, you know, it's it's like whatever. Like they got some, you know, it's cheesy. A, yeah, you know, I, I can just chalk it up to that's what they wanted to do, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> you know, I agree with that. You can move on. I agree with that take. That it, do, it definitely doesn't ruin it. It's just a, a weak moment or a weak part, I guess, of an otherwise extremely strong show. Um. Okay, that was uh that was Squid Game. Over to you. So I don't know if you know. This weekend, the Beatles get back came out on uh, Disney uh, Disney Plus. There, the Beatles get back. No, have I didn't. Have know. you heard of this? No. So Peter Jackson uh, of Lord of the Rings fame. Man, I I was so close to getting a joke out there. <laughs> okay, do it again. So Peter, say so Peter Jackson. So so Peter Jackson. He's done like a couple small indie flicks, right? Mm, mm-hmm. He did this one low budget trilogy uh, you know it was so low budget you had to do them all at the same time ah um, well you know when yeah, you have to stretch a dollar these indie mm. directors get really creative yeah okay yeah, fine uh, go ahead <laughs> go ahead go ahead so, so he did this he apparently like a two years ago he was whether he was hired or he sought out but anyways he was going to make a documentary about uh the beatles specifically and this is the thing I did not know. Like, you know, I'm big. I'm a pretty big Beatles fan. So is the world. Like, big fucking deal. But like, I, I know some mm-hmm. of like the history and like the lore around the band. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely did not know this that when they made the Let It Be album, they the plan was to record themselves, make it in like 22 days, and then they were going to perform it live for an audience. And like that was that was supposed to be so like make wow. an album from scratch, do all this and that. I did not know that's how that went. Let alone that they Me had, neither. we're going to record it and all this. So anyways, so a movie came out because this was in 1969. I think like a movie came out the following year. It wasn't very good. Director didn't know what he was doing kind of thing or just wasn't, just wasn't what everyone was, you know, imagining. Anyways, so I'm assuming Paul McCartney and I think it's, is it Apple Records that runs all that? Like their business mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. They released over 150 hours of audio and 60 hours of video from these recordings. Jesus. And Peter Jackson just dove in and was going to make a movie. And then Did they release movie, it publicly? No, 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 no. Like okay. to like was to, given to okay, Peter Jackson. To oh, okay, 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 okay. To make this documentary about, you know, um Let yeah. It Be essentially. Um and and I remember when this happened because it was going to be a movie and then he, COVID hit. He was like, mm, "No, this is going to be a mini series. I'm going to take a year and like oh, get really? back to this." And they released a eight-hour, three-episode miniseries. It came out. It came out this weekend. Eight-hour, three episodes. So what? Each one's fucking nearly three hours, like two and yeah, a half. The, f- the first one is two hours and thirty-six minutes, and I Ooh. watched. So, anyways, I watched the first forty minutes, and I was like, "I am going to continue this," but that was a lot. There's a lot of good stuff in here. I want. I need. Like, I actually had that to break so it down. Much. It, but it's like, you know. But I get it. He's distilling hundreds of hours of content. I understand. It's it is Dave. It is truly amazing. Well, it he is, did. Um, it's just it's such a scope into 
Yeah, sorry. Well, I'll, I'll let you get your thought. Uh, no, no, no. I, it's not even remotely related, but I was going to say... The World War One documentary? Yeah, uh, They Shall Not Grow Old. Like, that yes. had incredibly high reviews. Like, And, you know, obviously, he's a pretty accredited director. Like, the, the Lord of the Th- Rings thing we mentioned earlier, like, one of the biggest wins out of that trilogy is the fact mm-hmm. that he filmed it all at once. And, like, the, the man just understands archived footage and how yeah. to pull pieces out of things. So it's the not stamina. Sh- yeah, it's it's not shocking to me that that he's the guy for this. Um yeah, okay. Go ahead. But it's it's just, you know, like you know, you know, like I know there's so much Beatles content out there. Like there's all like the music videos and the movies mm. they've made over the years. Never like, listened to a full record. Oh, really? Not oh, once. I find, I find that surprising. Um, I know. Uh, let it be the first song I learned on piano, but oh, there you go. You know, other than that, it's a good tune. Um, they're all like they're all fucking great. Like they're they'll never be. You know, I watched the first forty minutes of this of this first episode, and all I could think to myself is, no one's ever going to do this again. Like they fucking did it. Like it's mm-hmm. over. Everyone pack up. You Maybe know, like, I should fucking... watch that and then go backwards, or should I listen and then watch? I think I think. Oh, see, that's an, that's a really interesting question because there's definitely two angles. There's definitely you know I think. No, whichever order you chose to do, you would benefit in one way, but maybe suffer in another. Right. You know, like there's no real right way to. I guess it's just choose and kind mm-hmm. of take take that route. Um, but it's, you know, like everyone knows these guys, but like to see them sitting there, like they're just like fucking like humming along, or like boom, like they wrote the song, like just like that in 30 seconds, they had like the rhythm to you know to get back, and yeah. they're working on the words, and he's just fucking like looking over to another guy and like, hey, what, should we do this? Like it's just it's watching the sauce get made you know yeah. like you see that in all kinds of stuff but to see these four guys specifically doing it that's for songs crazy. that that will last for literally a lifetime and to see them make it like off the cuff i would have to imagine would be pretty until cool. we until we all blow up dave until the, this fucking world like it's like goes supernova yeah. the sun like it rocks us out i genuinely believe the beatles are going to go the distance you know like they're yeah. it's just it's all time and like just say you don't like the beatles like fucking spare me like come on but it's i don't know it's it's really no, cool. No, it's, it's not so that I don't bad. like them. It's just I have No, 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 yeah. not you. I'm just saying in general. Like, oh, yes, yes, yes. It's such a bad take. Um, Agreed. But anyway, it's just, it's so fascinating, and I really enjoyed it, and I cannot wait. Like, I'm honestly going to, the plan is to watch it, like, 40-minute episodes, just to go along. When I find that right moment, okay, I can stop mm. here, because I don't think you're doing yourself any favors binging this at all. Yeah, you want to take it's, it in, right? Yeah, I, like, I want to take these moments, you know, like... They're, and it just shows like how like human they were like they're fucking funny like there's one line like re- small spoiler um <laughs> you know for a thing that happened anyways um in history like they're all like they're just sitting down in like this like recording space that they're going to be making the record in mm-hmm. like i know they eventually move kind of thing but um like there's just this dude because they spent all the time in in india on that like spiritual journey they went that's like a big thing a part of like the beatles lore and history and this guy is like here with George, like George Harrison, who's still like very much into that. And they're kind of like, why is that dude just sitting there? Like, oh, he's like, you know, from wherever. Like, he's like a like a, a Buddhist of some sort, and he's just mm-hmm. kind of like just sitting there watching them like crisscross applesauce, like almost look like he's like meditating. And they're like goofing on the guy, like, well, he kind of looks like an asshole, like, just staring. <laughs> You know, it just—it was like watching a bunch of buddies at the bar, like fucking goofing around with each other. It was—it was so fascinating to see that kind of humanizing. You know, you know that, yeah, like they—they were just people, you know. And the crazy thing is, they were twenty-five. Yeah, the age 
the age of like, these of these stars is always like the most fucked up thing, right? Is like what they're um, what they're going through at whatever age. Yeah, is very weird. Now you're gonna hate me for this comparison, but it, it just reminded me of it. And I'm not saying that one <laughs> equals the other. So everybody, give me a fucking break here. But I just and I'm not a huge fan either. So again, I'm distancing myself from this comparison. Um, but I just saw Vanity Fair does these uh, one year apart interviews with Billie Eilish. Oh, okay. And I I just turned it on, uh, you know, out of curiosity because I've, I've seen them before, and I think what they do is they interview her and ask her the same questions year to year. And they started doing it when the kid was fucking 15. Hmm. And I watched it. It's like a 10-minute thing. And it's like the the stuff that she's been through already, and the girl just turned 19 years old. She's only 19? Dude, she's ni- she just became 19. And it's like, oh you know, God. one of the questions is like, how she many... She was Insta- our age. Yeah. So one of the questions is like, how many Instagram followers do you have, right? And then in year one, it's like, you know, 800,000 or 4 million. But like by the second year, it jumps like, the like year one might have been 4.1 million followers. And then year two is 40 million. And then 60, you know what I mean? Like, like the, you know, between the Grammy sweep that she had and, and just all that. It's like this weird thing to real like you forget, like this person is a child. <laughs> like any other 19 year old is trying to figure out how to manage their grocery money or they're sure. saving to go to their first year of college. You know what I mean? And then you have me and think about where I was at 25 and then you got the fucking Beatles mm-hmm. <laughs> writing Let It Be. Yeah, just it's changing it's, the face of music. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know? like oh, making fucking... literal ripples in music that will like forever be felt. And um, the crazy thing is they had done that it age. before. Yeah. This is, like this wasn't like the seminal record. Oh, like, yeah. The one. Like, they're they, coming like, back around. To, you know, they had knocked it out of the park already, like, for six, seven years or how long it was. Like, it's crazy. Crazy. It's, it's just... So, yeah. yeah. I. It's a really... Even if you're not the, the biggest Beatles fan, it's just such a... It's such a unique snapshot that not many... Mm. Not many fandoms get. You know, this is outside of music. This is outside of any genre of whatever you're into. Music, gaming. You don't get a fucking peek inside like this very yeah. often. And I think it's it's truly it's gonna go down as one of the best music documentaries of all time. So is, like this, so is this all on the Apple streaming thing? No, it's on Disney. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Why did I think Apple? Didn't you say something about Apple a minute ago? I think like the Beatles started Apple Records. Oh yes, okay. And that's like their business arm, I believe. They kind of okay. hinted that in the movie. They touch on that, but, but it's on Disney. Okay. Yeah. Also, great opening. Like <laughs> Peter Jackson. Peter Jack. Jackson. Peter Jackson. <laughs> actually took the time and made like an opening to just like just in case you didn't know who the Beatles were now you fucking (laughs) and like but was like very like hit the good marks of like how they broke records and like they were you know like they broke records and their age and their musical skills and like the things it's good to tee it up you know and it was just like man like if you would if you if you were like a 13 year old and you had no one in your life in your life who was like musically inclined or like was a music fan and you just had never heard of the Beatles. It happens. Like people fall through the cracks mm-hmm. in this way. It would be like, oh shit. Okay, thank you. And then you can now watch you know this. what you're watching. And now you know. And it was it was just it was just very well made, and it was a great way to walk into this, this documentary. Nice. I I cannot. I, like I really want to. I wish I had the time tonight. You know, to go and watch like another forty minutes. Like it's it's fucking awesome, man. That is awesome. I mean, well, I think I'll have to put that on the list. That sounds really good. Um. I got one more thing. Me too. Okay. Uh, is yours? I wonder if it's the same. 
Oh man, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, there's no fucking way. Have you heard of? Uh, well, we mentioned it last week. Arcane. Yeah, I heard it. I haven't watched it. Fuck. What's yours? I watched the first episode of Dexter. God damn it. Okay. Uh, ye- okay, me first because I'll be quick. Yeah, um, yeah. Arcane uh, is the League of Legends anime that is like extremely uh, popular right now. And we talked about this briefly last week about like how video game anime is generally speaking not great. You have like the very notable exception of Castlevania on Netflix that was pretty fantastic. Um, I tuned into Arcane. Grant, I, you know it's you know we live a hard life um having to watch all this <laughs> sure really yeah. awesome content all the time but like you yeah. you gotta find time for this at least the pilot just because like i wanted to like i you know it's one of those things where like you're just watching something and you wish someone was around who would appreciate it mm. that's how i felt about the pilot of arcane because the only way i can describe it is cinematic the animation style is so different in both a good and a bad way. I, I don't even know bad, just different. Like, like this could easily be a movie. Um, this could easily be like a current gen, and that's a compliment, uh, like a current gen in-game cinematic. Mm. Um, you could tell it like comes from those roots, I think. I, I don't know. There's a lot of like 3D elements but by far the thing about the look and feel of the show is its camera work. And that's a weird thing for me to pick up on, especially in an anime. I don't really know how to describe it other than like characters will be running down a hall and they'll do like a 360 on that. And then they'll do a close up on the character's hand as they open the door. Like it's just imagined or storyboarded very differently than something else that I've, than, than things that I've seen. I don't know if there's a, um, like a, a name for this kind of style of of animation, but it, mm. it's very different. There's a quote that I have here from their director of animation. Um, he says, On Arcane, animation is slightly different. The backgrounds are digitally hand-painted, and the texture on the characters is crafted to get the graphical look that fits with the environment. We also mainly use 2D animation for the FX, which is like explosions, tears, and smoke, to reinforce that painted look. In the detail, it's slightly more complicated, but it's more or less how you end up with something that looks like an illustration. So it's yeah. it's just a very very different animation style. Um, it's hard for me. It's like it's very layered and textured. I don't know. Um, it's very it's very interesting. Uh, you know, there wasn't even a brief moment in which I felt like I needed to have known anything about the game, and mm. that's a plus. That's been one of the big like one of the things I've heard definitively yeah. from every anything i've heard or listened read or listened to is that you don't need to know league of legends to enjoy this even a little bit yeah and that's uh, definitely a good thing uh, it's the cost or the uh, barrier to entry is incredibly low um you know i think the pilot's like 40 some minutes so i was you know i was like or maybe more than that um so i, I had to find all are yeah so i had to i had to f- find time for it but you know as i I, I will continue to watch it for sure. Um, it's it's an interesting one. I you know maybe bingeable under the right circumstances, um, but I think I'll just maybe like putter along, watch an episode a week or something like that. But it's mm. it's interesting, and I'm you know I'm interested. Okay, over to you, Dexter. Dexter, um, to answer your question last week, yes, the acting is bad. Um, okay, but so wait, you just watched the pilot? Uh, a couple days ago, I watched okay. it. Uh, and that's all you've watched, right? Yeah, just the one. Just to, you know, you know, kind of... 
I, like you know, it's like you said, like as a fan of the show, like I, I was going to watch it. There was no, there was no doubt about it. But I was like, you know, like Dave's been going about it. I, I need to see it. it. You've been making me think about. It. I've been thinking back to like I've been watching clips on YouTube of like classic Dexter scenes and all this and that. And um, so I was like, fuck it, let's just watch the you know the the premiere of this uh, one off or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And um, it hits the Dexter notes, good and bad. Um, probably some of the purest like chilling nostalgia I've felt in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like when. You know, he becomes Dexter Morgan again, and he's got the dude on his table, and just like the strong, banter he has, strong. I would, it was just like, oh, you're fucking back, baby. <laughs> you know, like, it was just like, it's like nothing, it's like nothing ever happened. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like this just was an immediate follow up to whatever came before it. Um, you know, it has like the typical Dexter cheesiness. There definitely feels like there's an extra layer. Mm-hmm. Of cheese. Um, okay. Some horrendous villain. The dude he gets on his table. Some of the some of the worst acting, I've seen. Like it's it's like fuck. Like I couldn't do that. It, it's so shitty. You know, because like we we sit here, we see like a, an amazing actor do a performance. We're like, oh, that's amazing. You mm-hmm. know, and then we watch like someone shitty. You know, but it's just like I don't get it, man. It, it just the show always had a sheen to it of like you know kind of goofy and all this and that but this was like this is a little dialed up and i don't know if i like that but the moments that hit the classic dexter moments it's like that sheen is kind of like you know scrapped away Mm -hmm. and it's back to the original formula and it's like you guys are doing that why don't you just kind of stick with that you know it's so i don't know it's I'm curious. I'm really curious to see where the show goes. I know you said the following episode is, was you did not like, so no. And I actually haven't watched any since, but but I do intend to, um, just because I'm curious. But yeah, I think they, they kind of pick a route in the next show or in the next episode. But like mm. again, I could be wrong. Like Dexter does have some pretty great twists, but I am glad that you say that. Like you find it more cheesy. And my question to you is: Do you think we've just grown up a little bit, and it was always like that, or do you think it truly is dialed up? I think it's a little dialed up. Okay. I think, like I said, the show was not... Also, I forgot how much I disliked his sister, Deb. Like, the performance... I don't dislike the actress, but the performance of Deb drove me insane. Dude, you have no idea. The entire... (laughs) And the fact that she showed up, like, I knew she would. It's just... It's like, fuck. Like, now... It it was like, I, I remember now. It's just one of those things. Like, I, I, I don't like saying this, but I fucking hated that character. She was so annoying. There were parts and, of her that I really liked, and like, <sighs> yeah, well, yeah, like any character, but like for you know, I like Gabby more than her from Attack on Titan. Fuck, well, like, Gabby's awesome. Um, <laughs> I've come full circle on Gabby. No, I don't um, yeah, I. Deb has like the almost the opposite problem as Haley Steinfeld on Hawkeye, where like Haley mm-hmm. the Hawkeye, uh, the Katie character, it's like okay, you could probably give this to anyone and they're probably going to have like a weird time with it because the character isn't that great. I think the character of Deb is more developed. It's just the choices that the actor's making or or a mixture of both. Like sometimes like the writing is bad and the actor's performance just as bad. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with that shit. Um, and like, you know, the problem is they need her, right? Like they like mm-hmm. Dexter needs family dynamic. Like he needs his dad over his shoulder or Deb over his shoulder or the ghost of someone to remind him of where he comes from. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus Christ, some of the choices that they're making, like along, like to in order to use that dynamic is just like 
question mark like why like what why but anyway alas you need to watch episode two and or maybe two or three and then we can we can talk about it more um but i'm glad to hear that like i wasn't completely off base it, it is crazy because like my you know michael c hall hmm. it just goes to show like how above and beyond he is like talent wise across like the whole cast like he he has the advantage of playing character he's done before he's mm-hmm. had he's been able to work it out and like for years too yeah. you know for years like he knows the character down so like it feels natural when you see like his i forgot just how like weird and awkward he was mm-hmm. you know at point he's just like i don't know just like the way, and he was like naturally antagonistic to people like he would egg, weirdly egg people on and i was like fuck man like he has not missed a beat the way and the rest of the cast is just like kind of like it's like their animals it's weird yeah. like the shop owner I, is such a weird character ugh. And, you know like the the way know. he gets like untethered and comfortable when he has someone on the table yeah. i forgot about how incredibly liberating that was as, just as an audience member because monologues you, man you see him get free when he's about to kill someone and you're like oh, i wonder what he's going to talk about because he always fe- he's much more like open obviously because he can't be open with anyone ever mm-hmm. um but then he's much more open when he's re- to his victims right and I, I know that sounds dark as fuck and that's because it is um but like i forgot i missed that like you said like you know it's like oh we're back baby like when he was <laughs> yeah. killing that guy i was like yeah kill this motherfucker man like i'm ready like the bad he, performance when, bad character but whatever let's kill this motherfucker when he just like snaps into a yell at someone oh like, yeah it's just like he just takes it there it's like fuck yeah like you've been doing this forever man like i don't know it's he's great yeah what a perfect casting for like you know michael c hall's a shit yeah you don't see him enough i don't you don't see him enough no he's he's my boy uh all right i think that's probably a good spot to wrap it up all right let me take five minutes on something oh shit i watched the new amazon show wheel of time Oh yes. Okay. Sorry. Okay, okay. Sorry. I should correct. I watched the first fifteen minutes and oh. I I had to shut it off. <laughs> I and was like, we, we are just bodying shows. This I know week. it's it's not a great week. <laughs> um, I wanted to. I have a giant like Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, you know, Dungeons and Dragons hole open in my heart that like mm-hmm. i just wanted to be filled so bad mm-hmm. i was so game this is a book it's based on a book series that i have always wanted to read it's regarded as one of the best like you know the wheel of time itself is one of the best fantasy series ever written it's a big deal this show is not fucking cutting it for me <laughs> like i it just it reeked of cw cheesiness the cgi is just like there you know it's there's people that are like losing their shit like about how great this show is i do not fucking get it like at all like right off the bat i was like no this is good i've never like so like it nothing nothing clicked for me with this show dang i went in wanting to fucking love it and i was like i am good (laughs) like that's enough of that i there's so much other shit i'd rather be watching wow that's a uh that's a bummer dude because this this had some hype right big hype going into it like I don't know, it's... And, you know, like, the story is interesting. Like, they kind of teed up the the way the world, like, essentially... It's alluded to that whenever men have magical power, it usually leads to chaos. Like, it just can't, they, men can't control it. 
So for like this longest time, women have been the controllers of magic. And I don't know if it's like an authoritarian society. They haven't really teed that up. But it's, you know, like it's very equal. Like it's interesting, like the power dynamics. There's a lot of equality in the show, which is kind of cool to see like everyone like working in the village and all that. But it's just like weird acting and like it, it reminded me of the first season of The Witcher. Oh, it looked, which you didn't like. <laughs> I did not like it at all. I didn't like the look of it. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked cheap and didn't feel lived in. It was just kind of people dressed up in when, semi-historical when, outfits, you know? Is season two coming out this year? Soon. I think it's in December. You're going to have to watch a recap or something. Yeah, I'm just going to do that yeah. and jump into season two, see how we feel. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I was really I was really bummed with Wheel, Wheel of Time. My Damn. goal Swing and a miss. is I want to give it one more go. I want to mm-hmm. give it like a full month, like just mm-hmm. get away from it. Mm-hmm. But I was just, I don't know. It was just, I was like, fuck, no. Damn. I, like, yeah, it was like, I got to turn this off now. What a bummer, dude. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. All right. I know. We love really, really looking forward to it. Well, you know, on the plus side, Amazon's working on that uh, Lord of the Rings series. That's coming any day, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know about anything. Day. I was going to say, I don't know. It feels like incredibly slow moving. It's weird when, like, because of how connected everything is and how online and instant news is these days, like, we've obviously dealt with this with the MCU for a long time. Like, you hear about a show or a movie being greenlit, and you hear about its development the whole way through, way before mm-hmm. it actually makes it to the screen. So you're like, oh, okay, they acquired the rights. Oh my god, they're casting. Yo, they're starting pre-production. Did you hear they got to direct? Like, so on. It, like, it, you hear it, there's news about a show for a year or more before you actually get a trailer or a teaser. Um, so yeah, Lord of the Rings is coming eventually. Maybe, uh, maybe that'll fill the void. So I don't know. We'll see. I, yeah, I don't know. This just didn't uh leave me with a good cozy warm fuzzy feeling about like what lord of the rings is going to be mm. mind you i think they've yeah, different said people that, different project apparently they've said like wheel of time is getting like an eighth of the budget <laughs> lord of the rings uh, is getting lord of the rings is breaking the record for yeah. cost per episode so i i don't ask me what that is anymore but like you know that at least is whatever you want to call it it would be interesting like just watch the first 15 minutes a wheel of time and tell me if i'm just being like an absolute grump about it just because yeah. there's just something about it i don't know what it is it's just like I bet, this doesn't look yeah. good you know well i bet we've both been accused of and probably appropriately so of being grumps um sure. with 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 regards to like just shitting all over stuff um see the first 30 minutes of this podcast uh, yeah, for exhibit a, um, sorry everyone. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean. Like, I think it's important that you like things that you like, um, mm-hmm. and 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 that like, you shouldn't just give things a pass because they made it to the screen, right? Mm. Like, and I'm not. Sure. I'm also yeah. not saying that everybody needs to take their critic pen and notebook out every time they watch something, but it's like, you know, like sometimes stories be shitty, and you got to call sure. them out on that. Um, that's a bummer about Wheel of Time. I will do you that solid. I will I will watch the first 15 to 20, and if it grabs me, I'll, I'll watch the whole uh, pilot of Wheel of Time, and we can report back next week. That can be my homework project. Season um, 15. Yeah. You... Well, maybe not so easy. Watch maybe episode... So the in, Well, not the entirety. Watch episode two of Dexter. Just start... Go into it and see how you feel. I'm curious. I am I'm would like to start watching this week to week, I think. I think cool. it'd be fun. Yeah, it could be fun. Kind of nostalgic. Like I said, the feeling I got when like he was putting up, 
you know, like the the kill room and all that. I was like, oh yeah, this oh, is yeah. familiar. Tonight's you know? the night. Tonight's the night. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Dexter. Dexter, wheel of time. Okay, now I think we can wrap it up. I think so. Yeah. Okay, this has been the post show. Um, if you're new here, we do this every Friday. And as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we're going to be covering Demon Slayer Season 2 starting on uh, the new arc starts on December 5th. We'll have a podcast out a couple days after that to review it. We'll do that week to week and we'll keep the post show going on Fridays. So subscribe, like, comment, follow the podcast, support it in whatever social media friendly way you feel is appropriate. Find us on the metaverse. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Grant, say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.